It's time to dive into the deep end with Gaia Venus. I'm your host, Gaia Venus, and together we will explore the spiritual side of the human experience. Stay tuned each week when I'll share empowering information to support your journey to self-actualization. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Deep End with Gaia Venus. It's me, Gaia Venus, as usual, and I have another extra special guest for you all today. But first, let me tell you a little bit about what we're doing and why we're doing it. So this is part of my collaboration with the Curious Anarchy podcast with Jermaine, and we are exploring... The Salem Witch Trials, not in the way that you think, but in a way to kind of release some of the energy of those stories by sharing our own stories. So we have another extra special guest to share theirs with us today, and I will let him introduce himself in a second. But I wanted to say thank you so much for tuning in yet again. Your support means the world for me, and it really keeps me going. So without further ado... Mysterious guest, please introduce yourself. <laughs> Hello, everybody. My name's Nick Gott, and I'm um, speaking from the United Kingdom. And um, I just want to say thank you for having me and for holding this space for me to speak and share and connect, connect with everybody, connect with you, connect with the grid, and just, um, yeah, just raise our consciousness together. Oh, that's that's beautiful. And if you couldn't tell, I, I'm kind of um, I'm kind of jumping the gun a little bit here. But if you couldn't tell, everyone, Nick is like his voice is amazing. Um, he does <laughs> he has these amazing guided meditations on Insight Timers. So yes. please go. I did a little bit of snooping. So um, so thank yeah, you for that. That's <laughs> okay. okay. A bit of, bit of research. Um, yeah. Yes, I do. I do um, record meditations for Insight Timer. Um, it's quite a new venture for me. And beyond that, I'm an artist first. So I enjoy working in a range of mediums and using pencil, paints, but always connecting with spirit and my intuition when I'm doing so. That's that's one of my first loves. Mm, yes, me too. And I don't know if it's an earth sign thing water sign rising thing but i feel like it might be because everybody else that i know who is super earthy and then they have this watery rising sign or somewhere else in their in their main i guess six (laughs) yes oh yeah (laughs) it's like i'm an artist here is my portfolio and my collection of you know strange shoes you know whatever Absolutely. I mean, um, I'm a Taurus sun, Taurus moon, Scorpio rising, but I've also got my Venus in Taurus. So I'm a stellium earth sign. Me too. I'm a Capricorn stellium. So amazing. Yes. It's so nice. I like it. I didn't, I didn't for a long time, but I've grown to appreciate that specific, very special. (laughs) Oh, I know. (laughs) Recipe. (laughs) Oh, definitely. The ingredients are so well considered. I mean, <laughs> they are first, first response. Oh, you're a Taurus. You must be stubborn. I'm like, no, I'm a Taurus. I'm very creative. Thank you very much. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, <man. laughs> so, you know, I know that you didn't, you didn't end up this way overnight. No. So tell us, let's get right into it. Tell everyone about a time that you grew from an extremely difficult and painful event. 
a dark night of the soul, if you will. Absolutely. So um, I would say that I've been on a spiritual journey for um, 11 years. Yeah, I'd say 11 years now probably 13 in consideration of the sort of pre-shadow period. Um, And yeah, you're right. It's a journey. And I would say that my awakening before, well, after a dark night of the soul occurred after a series of very traumatic events for me, starting from when I was 16. And one of the main pinnacle points was losing my grandmother. She was, in all essences, the love of my life. And we just celebrated what would have been her 91st birthday, um, just the Sunday that came, uh, that has just been rather. And losing her was, it was a bit like um, losing the training wheels off my bike. I'd like to sort of say that she was someone who held me, who really supported me and really showed me the person that I wanted to be and who... I was going to become because she was just such an amazing person. Um, so in touch with spirit. And I don't think she knew it. That, okay. yeah, that is amazing. And I feel like grandparents are just another set of magical being. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And absolutely. The, the relationship between grandparent and grandchild is just like it's so different yeah she's she's definitely one of my soulmates and I definitely feel her energy is very much still with me um and in many ways I think um I embody the bits of her that were the most beautiful I thought were the most beautiful because I wanted to carry that on yeah 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 oh man Yeah, it was, it was quite a process, um, because I was grieving and, um, it was in a way that that was only the start of it. That's the thing. Like it, it, for me, it was a domino effect. So there were a lot of changes that happened one after the other and many, many traumas. And, um, very soon after that was when my parents divorced. Um, I was 19 years old around that time. And there was a lot of dark stuff that preceded that and led to that. And I would say that around the age of 18, I experienced what I call my first death cycle. So being a Scorpio rising, I understand better now that that's fairly normal for for them. Um, But that had manifested in me as an eating disorder and in a way making like experiencing physical death and spiritual death and going back to ground zero. And then from there, feeling the power in myself to rebuild myself and to get stronger and build myself into who I wanted to be, which is who I am sitting here right now speaking to you. Yeah. And, you know, it's really interesting. I'm I'm noticing a trend in everyone's stories. And when you listen to the other episodes, <laughs> you'll hear yeah. this kind of Come going on. through. But this point of going back to, as you called it, ground zero, this like blank page, this yeah. reset position mm-hmm. that then you have 
you have this moment to pause because it's like everything, there's so much going on that it's almost like nothing is happening. <laughs> That's it. And up until age 16 to 18, I was just embodying who my family wanted me to be, who society wanted me to be, my schools wanted me to be. And I think for me, there come there came that turning point where it's like, well, who do I want to be? I... I heard a TikTok the other day that was like, you know, um, a friend is somebody who is there for the other person. A father is there for their children. A, a partner is there for their partner. But who yes. are you for yourself? Like, And wow. where's that relationship? And I was like, that's what that is. That's, that's what that is. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. If you could just share with us one of the most important skills that you really use to help navigate that time in your life or those those 13 years of shadow yeah. and exploration. Um, I, I would say um, resilience, definitely. Um, like I don't think we on this journey ever. Well, I don't want to affirm that. I want to affirm that we should give ourselves more credit for how resilient and how far we come and the bravery that it takes to explore your own inner depths. And I know that at 18, I look back and I feel proud that I was able to develop such a keen sense of retrospect and self-awareness and um, developing that skill to look at myself and I mean, from that, from that age onwards, from between 19 to 24, it was all about calling myself out on, on stuff that just didn't serve me and paving the way for, um, things that did and behaviors that do. And I'm still doing that now. It's, it's a constant process. It's not, it's never finished. And I think as well as that, with that resilience that I've developed is understanding that, I, I will experience dark nights of the soul quite frequently at times. There'll be times where they come back a little bit and I need to learn something else before um, bobbing up back into the sunlight again. Yeah. And something about what you said really struck home for me, this idea of we're going to experience this more than once. Like, <laughs> yes. Just because we, you know, quote unquote, make it through the one time doesn't mean that we're not going to experience something similar and no. this kind of like cyclical spiraling fractal type of experience gives me a lot of hope because too when you're talking about resilience it's like you know if i did it once i can do it again definitely i love how you put that that's amazing yeah the, that's something that i feel when you when you get the chance to come out on the other side right and you're in the sunlight yeah. and you look back and and you're like, wow, that's that's a long staircase. <laughs> yes. <laughs> My, and, and having grace for the fact that, you know, I'm I feel a little weak right now, but I'm OK. I'm OK. And yeah, I'll be OK. All those skins, isn't it? It's, um, yeah. And having multiple rebirths, that's what it feels like a lot of the time for me. Yeah. It's like a phoenix all the time, infinitely just falling apart and then being reborn from that. With a, with a different type of wisdom from that last experience. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah. So what are some of the other things that you like the wisdom that you gained over the course of that experience as well? Oh, so again, the wisdom. So 
it was having a keener knowledge of the universe and developing a real hunger for learning more and connectedness and speaking this real divine language that it seems over the past couple of years has actually accelerated. Um, meeting so many more beautiful, like-minded people who are on similar journeys and have experienced the same things and um, the collective unconsciousness of everything. That's, that's what it is. And yeah, learning, learning for me, the wisdom is just learning to dive deep and just, yeah, just, just go in, have that self-awareness not being judgmental about anything. And then when I rise back up to the surface, taking what's useful and developing lots of tools for just persevering through this, um, through this life that we've chosen to manifest in. Yeah. What, what's your favorite tool? <laughs> well, favorite, I guess the one that, that you find yourself using most often then in, in the gathering process. Yeah. Just having a really good conversation with myself. It's not like a Gollum and Schmeagol thing. It's it's more <laughs> like, it's more of like a journaling thing. And um yeah, like I've I love journaling. Like I really love writing my thoughts down. And it's quite interesting just um getting all the thoughts down for me and just putting everything in order. And that's how I actually really come to understand the connectedness of everything uh, through synchronicity, through um, symbolism. Like I'm big on symbolism. I love it. Like last year, 2020 for me was about balancing my um, sort of my moon energy and my sun energy. And that in different languages can mean all sorts. So it could be masculine, feminine, it could be yin and yang. I called it my sun and my moon. And so I was drawn to a lot of symbolism to do with suns and moons. I guess that's the artist in me. But um, when we look at, when I look at that through a different lens, I understand how that can translate into our reality as different metaphors. That's, that's, that's just how my mind ticks. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's really interesting. I used to write short stories. <laughs> used to, I say used to, but I still yeah, do in my head still. mostly. Yeah. But it's like seeing yourself as this hero on a journey mm -hmm. and you you encounter all the, you know, all the traditional things. There's a quote unquote bad guy that's really just you in disguise. And oh, yeah. And then you and then you meet all these people around your dream team, whatever. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I'm very into Carl Jung. And yes. did you ever get that chance to um, understand the people in your life and in your reality who embody all the different archetypes? Yes. And oh, my God, I'm so glad that you said Carl Jung. That's another synchronicity because I was just about to ask oh. you <laughs> <laughs> the same, basically the same question. Um, and I know that, uh, especially in his work, dreams play a really big role. So yes. I wanted to ask you about your dreams. Like what, what have your dreams been through this process? Or do you, if you remember them? I actually you know what, I actually had a really, really vivid dream last night. 
Um, I'm happy to share it with you candidly. Yes. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So this is stuff that I'm working on and this is stuff that I'm unpacking. I'm having therapy currently. So this is, I feel like this is actually a byproduct of all the doors that are starting to be unlocked in my psyche right now. But um, I'm currently um, exploring my relationship with anger and um, how I express it and my relationship to it. And very often I I've had dreams about expressing anger in a very explosive way, um, just in like shouting, like extreme shouting that we may deem socially unacceptable in this reality um, for many reasons. And this has been a recurring dream over the years. And I've often woken up a little bit disturbed by it, just sort of wondering, okay, what does this mean? What was this trying to tell me? But then last night, that dream actually resolved itself for the first time ever. Like it's like getting past the buffering point on a video, you know, where it doesn't go any further and it did. And it actually resolved itself and it had a healing conclusion, uh, which I feel blessed to have had. And symbolically, I dreamt that I'd, um, that I'd vanquished a scorpion. Wow. Right. And that's very Scorpio energy. But when I read up what that means, to vanquish a scorpion in your dream means that you're overcoming a big challenge and a big obstacle in your life. Wow. I'm like, I have oh, chills. Sorry. <laughs> sorry to the scorpion, but you know, dream, dream scorpion. Yeah. Yeah. Dream scorpion, not real life. <laughs> but yeah. Oh my, I have chills with that. I Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And so openly that is oh my gosh that's amazing and you know it reminds me of (laughs) of a real life experience that i i had with a scorpion oh really yes and so i grew up in new york city not a lot of wild creatures like the occasional cockroach a pigeon you know the urban urban animals (laughs) yeah and i remember i was i was in middle school which is in and of itself a, a challenging time for anyone, especially in, in our society. Um, yes. In middle school, and I'd gotten into an argument with my mother and I was going to go take a shower to cool off. And I was in the shower and I just so happened to look down and there was a very, it was almost translucent, which is how I knew it was. And I'm not sure if scorpions malt. Oh, Okay. I don't know if they malt, but it was it was a small one. So I thought it might have been a baby, but there was a baby scorpion set right between my feet. And of course, I freaked out. This was before I was okay with (laughs) with insects. And so I freaked out and I jumped out of the tub and I was like, Mom, there's a scorpion in here. There's a scorpion. And she's like, she's and, you know, she was still fresh from the argument. Oh, yeah. Now you want my help. And I'm like, forget it. I'll figure it out myself. But when I looked back at the bathtub, it was gone. And I thought I'd been staring at it the whole time and it just disappeared from the bathtub. Because I was like, I am not taking my eyes. I'm not, I'm not taking my eyes off of this scorpion because what if it comes out of the back? I, I, for some reason, I thought it was going to attack me, even though that's that's okay. generally not the case. But I was like, it was right. It was like standing with me. And I was like, and I remember thinking after the fact, I was like, I wonder where its mother was. Oh, my God. <laughs> Do you know what is even more synchronistic about that? The dream was about my mother. <gasps> what? How, how, well, not crazy at all. No, it's, 
you know, synchronistic. It's it's a shared collective experience. Yeah. And interesting because we're from two different places mm-hmm. in the world in the world for all intents and purposes. Absolutely. That is amazing. Wow. Oh, that was a beautiful thing to share. Thank that you. That was, yes. And it only happens here in the deep end. <laughs> it does. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about that a little bit then. Yes. What What do you feel that meant for you well, in, that, in it, that context? In that context. So for me, it is about mother healing and about healing the mother wound. Um, again, currently in therapy, I'm exploring abandonment wounding. So all of this dark night of the soul stuff, it's actually equipped me with the tools to um, fully understand a lot of my wounds and what what is preventing me at this moment from moving forward and progressing onto the next stage of my life, which I feel is very much imminent and I can feel it coming and it's manifesting. And so for, for myself, it was about unleashing the resentments and healing them in the cosmic plane and quite fascinatingly my mum's a Scorpio so wow <laughs> I, know, right? um, I mean I'm I'm full of Scorpio energy too so it's it's a mutuality uh, but then again the scorpion could be me um, vanquishing my own obstacles that I've given myself in that mm. in that sense yeah that I mean yeah just like getting rid of that part of myself that was that is resistant and is stuck and has a stinger in his tail like just yeah that's that's what it might have mirrored back to me I reckon yeah yeah I I know whenever I think of the scorpion I think of this sense of um always being ready like hyper vigilant almost yes like you, you don't you don't retract your stinger at all. It's just always out there and ready to ready to strike. And so being able to kind of vanquish or transmute that energy is this sense of being able to pull back and shift your perspective. Even what do you think about that? Yeah, no, absolutely. Yes. And teaching me, to see through the eyes of love at all costs, mm. even, I mean, I'm, I'm learning to honor anger and I'm learning to honor my emotions. Um, love is the most important thing. Um, love is the highest vibration. And even in moments of high adversity, when we can look through the lens of love that vanquishes the demons, it, you know, it, it hits through the, the exterior and into the softer part, quite interesting where you mentioned that the scorpion that you saw in the shower was translucent. Um, as we know, with, a, with the very beautiful part of Scorpios is that in their shadow, they can be quite guarded. Um, they have the shell, but once you dive deep with a Scorpio that you actually see the universe through them, you see their softness, their beauty, their loyalty and the bit of them that loves and loves unconditionally. And that's what I was experiencing in the dream. Mm. <sighs> I just needed to take a breath on that <laughs> <laughs> because that was so beautifully put. Thank you. And now I'm seeing that experience from my childhood in a completely different light. <laughs> mm. uh, isn't it beautiful? We can just like 
exchange and learn and grow from each other. Like yes, yes. Me, oh my God, I'm so enjoying this. I'm very glad that I asked you. <laughs> I reached out. True honor. I wanted to say too what your words are bringing up as well. And it's this ability to shift your perspective mm. and see something in a different light than what you've been taught to see it as or to experience as Mm. and how amazing that is in the long run. And then you have these synchronicities like what we're having. Yes. Just, just like you said, domino, but in a positive way, just like everything's just like falling into place and time moves at the speed of light. (laughs) Yes. Yes. When that happens. Yeah. We are the universe experiencing itself. Yeah. Yeah. And so then, so then here's here's another question i just i'm full of questions today because this this interview has just been so thought-provoking what then would you what what's another word that you would use or another phrase that you would use for for what happens here this dark night of the soul because i feel like and what i've experienced when i've asked people about it is and you know it, it can be painful and it can be difficult or challenging but then with what I just said, it's all a matter of perspective. Mm-hmm. So yeah. what else can we call this time or this experience? Initiation. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. For me, it's initiation. Yeah. And initiation into yourself. <laughs> yeah, Initiation into who we were always meant to be. Mm. and it's still happening now it's it's an ongoing process and I have visions of who my higher self is and um, what he looks like and how he is and I understand that in this present moment I'm just simultaneously learning and unlearning at the same time yeah yeah hmm it's like a loop of a of a caterpillar turning into a butterfly, turning into a caterpillar, turning into a butterfly, <laughs> the whole cycle. Absolutely, yes. One of the biggest epiphanies that I've had this year is that the moment you think that you're done healing, the universe <laughs> will reveal to you another layer of healing you need to do. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And it's it's funny because because you're like, okay, good. I'm going to take a pause now. I'm just going to, oh, you know, enjoy this. And it's like... Words we've got things to do. And I feel like it's even more accelerated when you decide to make healing your profession. (laughs) Yes. Oh no, absolutely. Yes. Because now we have this responsibility that we we've been there. We've gotten the, you know, we've already made the treasure map. Now we've got to show up as, you know, the, the character in all of the books and the movies, the kind of like mad genius old person in the woods just living out there in the middle of nowhere and and the main character stumbles who's also you though uh stumbles on this dwelling and who are you and and speaking in completely in metaphor or seeming in metaphors and and guiding you through this when you're talking about like being able to so clearly see your your highest self i really felt that because 
one of the epiphanies that I had this year was that that person already exists and is Mm. already doing all those things. So I'm not, it's not that I'm trying to catch up to who I'm supposed to be is that I'm just making sure that I experience all the things to make that person possible to continue making that person possible. Mm, Yes. And timelines are always constantly shifting and yes, that's the ooh, that's one of the things I've learned this year is that every decision will put us into a different timeline. And whilst the destination may be the same, the paths are always different. Yeah. And that's just I'm going to call this episode synchronicity cubed or something like that, because oh, God, yeah. because it, <laughs> we also just finished watching that new uh like I think it's low it's just called Loki, but Loki, yes. I've have, been talking about that too. Oh man, that oh. show. <laughs> Do you know what? I was talking today to someone, one of my best friends, about the archetypes and um am I allowed to give away spoilers? Yes, give away spoilers. Listen at your own risk. I've watched the whole thing, so you wouldn't be spoiling anything for me. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, when Loki meets all the different Lokis from all the different timelines. Yes. They all represent the archetypes. So old Loki played by Richard E. Grant is the wise old man. Mm. Trickster. Yeah. Um, And um, Sylvie is Loki's anima. That's how yes. I see her and what she represents to him. So everybody thinking that that romance is contrived, I'm thinking, no, no, this is about him finding wholeness. And this is about him having his dark night of the soul and going into the underworld and finding who he is and all of those layers that have been put onto him by his designation in the universe as as the lesser brother and the the trickster and the one who always survives. And I've just had truth tingles the whole time I said that. <laughs> yes, yes, me too. I've been like screaming in my head um, with joy, of course, because I was also literally two hours ago talking with somebody about that exact same relationship. And how, you know, at face value, it seems kind of weird because, yeah, it's it's him in another dimension. But of course, he should be falling in love with her. And of course, she should be falling in love with him. It's supposed to because it's just you said it's this representation of wholeness. And so even in I feel like the dark night of the soul experience initiation. Yes. Is all about us falling in love with all of our parts. Bingo. Yes. Oh my God. Chills. I got the entire thing. Yeah. You said it. You absolutely said it. Wow. Mm. You all heard Mm. it here first (laughs) again. Do you know what? Giving credit where it's due. All of those Marvel series have been amazing at exploring individuation and um, becoming whole in ourselves. WandaVision does it brilliantly. Uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I'm really promoting Disney um, Plus and other streaming channels that are available here. Um, you know, coming into yourself and your whole self and that higher self, I think they all illustrate that beautifully. Yes. And, you know, this is the second time today that someone's been like, just give WandaVision a chance. I could not get through the first episode oh, because not? of the uh, because of the like the classic TV. Like, I'm not a fan of that. So it was difficult. No. But everyone's like, it doesn't it, do- it only does that for like a second and then it's different. So I'm going to trust that and I'm going I, to have would, to give, yeah. give it another go because. And yeah, if you like Persephone as well, I would 
definitely, yeah, I'd consider that as well. Okay. Yeah. Because the other show that we've been binge watching over here is Orphan Black. Okay. I've not seen that one. It's a very good one. It's also in the same kind of vein. Um, and just briefly, it's it's about um, it starts off with this main character, Sarah Manning. Mm-hmm. She's an orphan. She's adopted. Um, she and her adopted brother and their adopted mother moved to the U.S. from London, I believe. And so they are trying to navigate. But they're in Canada. I don't I don't know how that works, but <laughs> but they that's what they're doing. And she witnesses she's on a train platform and she looks over because a woman walks up behind her and like takes off her shoes, lays her bag down. And she's like, what is going on there? And then, you know, spoiler alert, graphic content, the woman turns around and looks at her as the train is coming and she has her face and then she jumps in front of the train. Oh, goodness. Yeah, and then that spirals into this whole she finds out that she's a clone and that these scientists have been observing her and the purse she like steals the woman's identity because she's like, oh, she has money. So she's intent on robbing her. But she gets pulled into this world of she's a clone. She's a clone with a twin who's like crazy and murderous. And everybody has, is trying to come to terms with what they are and who they are and why they exist and, and for what. And it's got five seasons and they're finished completely. But the main the main character, because they're all clones, one person plays about 17 different people and she doesn't even like they're unrecognizable from one one another, except for the fact that they look like each other. Wow. Yes. (laughs) So (laughs) so this series, too, I, I feel like what all is going on in in the world these past I want to say three years almost Mm -hmm. that, that, you know, a lot of people who, who are deeply spiritual kind of felt coming. Yeah. I would, do you know what you say three years? I'm I, I completely agree with you because when I look back, I realized 2019 actually felt like the shadow period. Mm -hmm. Like just a buildup. Yeah. I was having a bit of a dark night of the soul in that period. And I think it was preparing me for it. Absolutely. And and so there we there we go again. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. This this journey of self-discovery, this initiation, as I'm going to start yes. calling it, because like you said earlier too, like from the darkness, we come out of that and we have to look back and say, okay, I've brought all this with me. Let's put it to use for the next time. Cause this is go mm-hmm. this is not like a roller coaster, but it's like a rolling hill, a series of hills that we're gonna have yes. to get to the top of crest and then valley crest and at whatever interval they come, but all to the purpose of coming full circle. Absolutely, yes. Absolutely. And I feel like it's only put forward as a as a challenge or as a hard thing or, or a difficult thing or a painful thing in this way, because there's not really an opportunity for people to feel supported through this initiation process. No, no, absolutely. And um, especially in the realms of mental health and um, over here in England, we're really waking up and certainly I am to just how much more we really need to invest in mental health care over here. Mm-hmm. And and taking care of that, because as I said, it is a form of initiation. We we have the hero's journey, as you mentioned. And I mean, you, your background is in shamanism, right? 
Yes, shamanism, but I'm also trained in some of the more conventional therapeutic things too. So it's been really interesting navigating those two. And I remember whenever I told people, I was like, yeah, I'm a shaman, but I also have this therapy background. They're like, how do those two work together? And I'm like, how do you not see that? <laughs> Absolutely. And um, I I often like, I feel like we need to remove the stigmas that we, and also compartmentalization of different mental health struggles because I am of personal belief that often what we experience in those times are our way of unpacking like depressed is deep rest and um having a breakdown is breaking down everything that you're you're seeing it's going into a different into a different space a potentially a different reality and being introspective and putting everything together and you know that's something i feel like we we should be holding better space for with people i think rather than stigmatizing it yeah yeah so what are some of the ways or or just one way that you think our society can because we're at this point where we're a global society we have the internet and people are able to see how other people live and it's kind of moving toward the space of we understand there's this not common understanding, but this general understanding of what human beings need just because we have the exposure. So what are some ways that we as a society can really create opportunities for individuals to have this initiation experience, but also feel supported? Because I know personally, one of the reasons why I'm even in the field that I'm in is because of mental health mm-hmm. challenges. And not feeling supported because I come from a family who we're we're West Indian. So it's like mental health issues. What's that? You just need to work harder or you just need to, you know, just pull yourself up by go to work, (laughs) go to school, just make more money. You'll be fine. Absolutely. Yes. And I, I speak on, on behalf of being, being a man and often over here in England, being a man with mental health issues is frowned upon which is something i really want to see change in this reality and that's why i by example and i speak very openly about having therapy and uh, and and just emoting and sharing your emotions and holding space for others and yourself most importantly but to answer your question i definitely feel like community is a big big part of that and having that sense of community is something that we've lost touch with and i think that we're hungering to get back again Yes. And I see it. I see it in in the way that people get into, you know, like the social media stuff. It's I want I've seen this resurgence over the last three years for a long time, but very intensely in the last three years of people like find your tribe. How do I attract people who will help me feel supported? What is my love language? Like what all, how do I get along with other people? And it's so, it's so beautiful because even though we've been saying it's an initiation, there's this beautiful thing where it's just happening. We don't even have to try to want to ask these questions. We just arrive at them just by going along with our everyday life. And I would say three years ago, I would not have had this opportunity that I'm having right now. Um, Just embracing who I am in this time and what this journey means to me. And because of that, the universe is mirroring that to me through all very beautiful people that I connect with and love and get to share this journey with and hold space for theirs. It's, it's honestly, it's, it's a beautiful gift. 
Absolutely. And I wanted to say every time it's always so hard to end these conversations. <laughs> the moment because, anyway. <laughs> yeah, just keep going indefinitely. I wanted to say thank you so very much for making yourself available for this. I was really excited <laughs> to be able to have this conversation with with everyone that I've had it with and and with you, especially since you know we agreed to do this and then all these different synchronicities popped up. So I'm very thankful to the universe to you because obviously we set this up beforehand <laughs> in the ether yeah. somehow. <laughs> I mean, synchronicity for me is the absolute gift of it's like the universe giving you a wink just to say, you know, yep, yep, you're doing you're doing it right. All is on course. Yeah. You know, yeah. And I have, I have a question. Is it Please. haven't you called one of your um, endeavors also healing arts? Because. <laughs> yes. Oh, my goodness. How did I not notice that the whole time? <laughs> Yeah, my my sh shamanic services, I call them Gaia Venus Healing Arts. Amazing. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, just just my artwork. I I call it healing arts because wow. for me, when I when I create and when I'm drawing, I'm I'm in a state of meditation and creating art is incredibly healing for me. And I know in the years to come, I want to expand that and help others find healing through art as well. Mm-hmm. And last shameless Disney plug. <laughs> Have you seen that that movie Soul? No, but that is on my list. I it's have had people telling me to watch it. Highly recommend. Highly recommend because it is this initiation process. Oh, do you know, it's probably a good thing I haven't seen it because I think we'd probably keep going for about we 20 would. Years. We would keep going if you had seen it. So we can always talk about that after you yes. <laughs> after you've seen it for real. Uh, I, I'm honestly, I'm a massive like I love movies and I often to to my friends who also love movies, I will always chime in with the spiritual significance of a story of of it, you know, and the union concepts like uh, Blade Runner and Blade Runner 2049 are two of my favorite movies. And I could, mm. I could absolutely spiel off to you about everything <laughs> spiritual about both of those. Yes. Yes. I, I can't watch a movie without seeing some kind of spiritual and especially movies geared towards small children or not necessarily very small, but smaller children, young children under the age of like 13, maybe mm. those are the, those are the movies I watch. Moana is like we watch that once every so often in the house. So <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> yes. So thank you again, Nick, for joining me today. It has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me. Yes. So tell people where we can get in touch with you so that they can also get more of your amazing voice and your story and see your art. Oh, thank you. So um, I have two Instagram accounts. I have uh, Nick underscore Gotto, which is my personal page. So that's just me living the human experience and enjoying life um, as as we should. It's our birthright too. And uh, for those who want to see some artwork, it's uh, Nick Got Healing Arts, uh, all one word um, on Instagram. And then if you go on Insight Timer and search uh, Nick Got uh, G O T. -T I'm there holding a paintbrush wearing a bright yellow shirt. You can't miss me. Perfect. I love it. And to everyone at home, thank you for joining me again here in the deep end with Gaia Venus Adams. I will see you all next time.
Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. To connect with us on social media, use our hashtag DeepEndPodcast or join us on Patreon for ad-free episodes and bonus content. Special shout out to our patrons, Dylan, Nakia, Daniel, Adessa, and Joycelyn for all of their support and love. Until next time, this has been The Deep End with Gaia Venus Adams. Mm-hmm.